0: Friday, favorite time of the week, get up and dance, try to chill, try to pour your favorite drink, alcohol, non-alcohol, it doesn't matter. We don't discriminate around gosh i know i'm like a broken record but it's true this year is going by fast it is officially friday may 21st 2021 so what episode are we on that west
1: this is episode seven
0: episode seven you know i was totally thinking about wearing a touch today you know because episode seven double oh seven you know james bond Definitely one of my favorite uh, fictional characters of all time. His name's Fong. Shaken, mm. not stirred, you know? All that good stuff, all that good stuff. So, without further ado, uh, let's get into the show. So, episode seven of Real Talk with Coach Q and...
1: Broker West.
0: All right, all right, all right. So, quick introductions. Uh, my name is Kieran McGlory. I am a realtor. I get to help my clients buy, sell, and invest in real estate. And I'm also a coach, which means I get to coach agents and help them build successful real estate businesses. And then Wes. Hey,
1: everybody. This is Wesley Oliver, also known as Broker Wes. I am a mortgage broker. I am the money man. I'm the person that helps people figure out the best way to finance a home and make it fit into their overall financial picture.
0: I love that. I love that. He is the money man. So if you need money, you go to Wes, right? Yes, yes, yes. So we always want to start with something leadership, something inspiring, something motivational, something to aspire to. So today I'd like to share something from uh, one of my mentors, Mr. John Maxwell, and he talks about the philosophy of best versus grit. Now, you may walk into a room and you may not be the best dancer. You may not be the best singer. But there's all but you always have the ability to get better which is grit, right? Now, a lot of us are born with a certain level of talent, right? Some of us, like I said, are are good speakers, maybe good dancers, and so forth. But being best, meaning, when I say best, meaning where you're naturally gifted at, can only take you so far, right? You may be good at something, but if you're not constantly growing to it, then you're going to plateau. You're only going to be at this level. So there's plenty of scenarios out there where the best dancer not necessarily won the competition. It was the person that had the most grit. Maybe the best singer didn't win the competition. It's the singer that had the most grit. Because when you have grit, that forces you to get out of your comfort zone. That forces you to continue to move on to the mission. Right Now I've watched shows, I'm sure Wes watched shows, and you know, like, let I me mean, all bring up a show that probably you guys have probably heard of American Idol, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you see these naturally talented singers, right? Like, oh, my gosh, they're great. And they don't end up winning the show, right? So, mm-hmm. it, so it's it's so it's not just you having that natural talent. It's about the grit. Like, how well do you push yourself? You know, it's like, yeah, you're a great singer, right? But there's more levels to it. Are you willing to put in the work to even to be better as opposed to being best? And like I said, competition shows or competition period, right? That's the difference between being best and, and being in versus grit. You know, grit has and does overcome best on many occasions. So instead of you focusing on your best focus on grit because grit is a constant uh, constant uh, travel of you constantly improving yourself on a day-to-day basis. So don't let your best be what it is because when you look at your best, you're only judging yourself at this moment in time. That's the difference. Best is this current moment in time. And we know that changes, right? Because your Friday best is not going to be your Saturday best or your Sunday best because you have to constantly have that grit that's going to make you better and better each and every day. So chase your grit, chase your grit. Wanna elaborate on that, Mr. West?
1: Yeah, um, well, that's a word. And I'll just say this, that when you look at the most accomplished people in any particular industry, so I'll just relate it to something that's simple for most of us to quantify, uh, which is, you know, our celebrities, right? So when you look at someone like Michael Jordan, excuse me, look at someone like Michael Jordan, look at somebody like, uh, you know, Prince or Michael Jackson, um, one of the things you hear about them and people like them over and over again is their work ethic. You know what I'm saying? Their work ethic, how much work they have to put in and how much work they do. They're very talented people, but their talent alone was not enough to get them to where they were. They had to cultivate the talent. And in order to cultivate the talent, you have to put in the work and that's what they did. And that's what we all have to do to get the most out of our talent. And yeah. you hear these stories, like I said, over and over again about the crazy things that these people do like a Kobe Bryant calling his uh, trainer at three o'clock in the morning saying, Hey, let's go put up some jump shots, you know, or somebody like Beyonce, they said she was uh working on i believe she was working on a concert or something like that practicing she went like like days and forgot to eat because she was just working and she was so focused on the work so you may be talented and that's great and we all have our particular talents but you definitely have to cultivate the talent and yet you definitely have to put the work in behind the talent to get the most out of your talent because if you don't You'll just be somebody that everybody talks about as has a lot of potential, but never really cashed in on that potential.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's a, that's a great way to, to fill that up. I mean, I would, I mean, I would never want to be described that way, you know, had the potential to do something more, but just didn't get to it, just didn't do it. You know what I mean? And that's like living life with regrets. You know what I mean? If I push myself just a little bit harder you know, if I work just a little bit harder, if I stay focused just a little bit harder, you know what I mean? Like if I committed to it, if I chase that grit, you know, so yeah, man, definitely. That was a great way to, to sum up that. The best person's grit, the grit. Now, if you're not living under a rock, <laughs> our main event today is talking about staging. Now, currently in this market, it's, you know, homes are being sold in a matter of days sometimes even hour, mm-hmm. right? Getting multiple offers. They're saying the average home right now, gets about five offers, right? Now in Orange County, I would say we double that, right? Sometimes maybe even triple or quadruple that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. So, you know, staging, for people that may not know what staging is, staging is what we, you know, we, we move furniture, <laughs> you know, we take photos down. What we're trying to create is an image of the home That's going to appeal to the most buyers, right? So when we stage, like for instance, every home that I list, regardless if it's a condo or a mansion, the home is going to be staged, right? Because I have a certain level of service that I deliver to all of my clients, regardless of where your price of your home is. You get the Nordstrom, you get the white glove service when you work with me, right? So every home that I list, I do stage it. Even in this market, even though homes are selling, you know, in a matter of days, for me, it's really just about Providing the great service, you know what I mean. Like I don't, I'm not one of those people that said, "Well, you know, we really don't have the stage because I'm, I'm going to sell your house in a day. I'm going to sell your house in a couple of days." For me, you get great service regardless of what the market is doing, you know. Because I have I have a level of standard. West knows, you know what I mean. Like I have a certain level of standard that I can't go below, and i and I get annoyed by it. Even seeing my my colleagues, you know, seeing their homes, you know, seeing their listings on MLS and seeing their poor photography and how the home isn't staged, just because we have to be in this market. So a few of my colleagues came up to me and they asked like here, why do you still pay for staging in this type of market? So I figured, you know what? That might be a good discussion to have. So, you know, so we decided to talk about that today about staging. Does staging, you know, matter in this type of market? So Wes, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I think staging always matters because even though um, you're going to get a lot of offers, on your home, or you may, you know, in this market, you're going to get offers. We all know that. It's going to have a, it's going to have an impact to me on not only the number of offers you get, but also the quality of the offers. So the quality of the the buyer and the quality of uh, or the amount they might offer, you know. Because would you rather ask yourself this question? Would you rather have five offers where the max is the top offer six hundred fifty thousand? Or would you have rather have five offers where the max is six hundred eighty thousand, right? So the, a couple of things about staging. I'm gonna tell you from my perspective why it's important. And you know, I look at a lot of homes. I do a lot of the uh, broker previews and whatnot. And so, your job as a your job as someone who's selling a home is to try to capture the the hearts and the imaginations of as many potential home buyers as possible. Don't
0: forget about the wallets.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, where does the wallet go? Where's your money go? You know, not to get religious, but as the Bible says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also, right? <laughs> there
0: you go, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: So <laughs> as far as the staging, um, it, it's, it's important because it really sets the tone for the home. Um, and you need to appeal to a broad stroke of people. And let me just say this, let me just, ruin the, uh, let me just ruin the surprise for you. Your style, great as it may be, is just what it is, your style. So one of the purposes of staging is to kind of make it more neutral so that it applies and it appeals to more people. You know, that, that, that original piece you might've got from your trip to the Serengeti and all that, that's awesome. But everyone's not inspired by the movie Jumanji. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so remember that buying a home is, it is an emotional decision. And when people are walking through your home, they're imagining what it's going to be like for them to live there. You know, they're imagining, you know, what it's going to be like to sit on that particular couch and hang out with their family or their kids. You know, that's all the things that are important to somebody as they're looking for a home. So the staging really ties that together. And I just got to tell you while we're talking about staging, the biggest pet peeve, one of the biggest pet peeves I have is when I walk into a house to view it and there's no furniture, it looks like it's been robbed, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, the thing about that is it just sucks the emotion right out of the whole experience. Cause then it becomes a very business-like transaction. Now you're just looking at angles, measurements, things like that. And it's kind of a letdown when you walk into a house that doesn't have any furniture, you know? So I, to me, that staging is like, it's key. It's of key importance. Cause like I said, you're really setting the tone and capturing the imagination and the hearts of the potential buyers.
0: Yeah, well put, sir, well put. <laughs> Absolutely, and it, and it makes sense what you said, like even though homes are selling quickly, but if your house looked better, wouldn't that mean that you would get most likely higher offers, right? And maybe cheaper right. offers and more qualified buyers. So it just seems though you would still wanna maximize you know the value for your clients you oh, know so that's what it really comes down to so so when it comes to this market west it seems like we're both in agreement that you should still stage, right we're both yeah. in agreement
1: yeah and i left out one of the most important parts this has been documented there are mm-hmm. studies out there that show homes that are staged will sell for more than homes that are not
0: yeah absolutely definitely yeah, I mean, over let's say, I think like over 80% of homes that are staged, you know, sell faster and for more money. You know what I mean? So, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> living in California, right? You know, our, our yeah. governor is not the most liked person right now. You know, and a lot of that happened to do start in, uh, I would say, about twenty twenty. A lot of it has started, right? So, yeah. Uh, what's going on right now? Uh, what we're seeing is about 26, 26 candidates are currently uh, running for governor. You know, which is it's pretty crazy. So, right now, so the the topic today today is, you know, what are the potential implications of a recall election? Because I do believe that we got enough signatures for a recall election and. I believe you said that should be happening in November. Is that right, Wes? Like possibly around that yeah, time? Yeah, it's
1: not. It, it's not set in stone because they still have to figure it out. But I've read a lot of uh, different uh, sources on it, mm-hmm. and they're estimating it. Some say the fall specifically, uh, but some estimate that it'll be in November.
0: I see. I see. I see. So, so, Wes. W- I mean, so what do you think? Some of the potential implications could be of a recall election.
1: Well, um, I I think, well, if we're talking specifically about what we do, which is real estate, um, I think some of the potential, uh, you know, some of the potential impacts, I think a new governor going forward could have a different impact on some of our tax policies Mm -hmm. that, you know, pertain specifically to property taxes, be it, you know, um, the actual amount and things like that. Now, of course, we know a lot of property taxes are set on a local level. Um, to a degree. But, you know, a lot of those municipalities kind of take their cues from what's going on up higher, higher up on the food chain as as well. Now, also, another interesting angle I thought about, because we already know that we're seeing a bunch of people who are trying to buy a house, and there are no houses available. Now, combine that with the conversation we were having, I think, early last year, when there was a you know, a a exodus, a supposed exodus from California where people were uh, fed up and moving to other states, right?
0: Yeah, I heard about
1: that. Yeah, so even with the exodus, people are still having trouble buying a home. So depending on who comes in after, um, you know, Governor Newsom, if he is recalled, what if their policies uh, undo the exodus and people start moving back, it's going to be even harder to find a home, right?
0: Yeah, we don't want that.
1: (laughs) So, you know, so there is that. That's, you know, that's another potential um, repercussion of it. Um, And then, you know, several, there were some bigger companies that, you know, moved out or whatever. Um, Oh, and by the way, interesting, uh, fact: There are two real estate professionals that are actually running for governor. Oh.
0: well, yes, I know one of them. Who's the other
1: one? I believe his name is uh, his last name. I believe is um, Ose. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know that one, but I know uh, Meet Kevin. He's uh, ready for for governor.
1: Oh no, there's another one.
0: Yeah.
1: So I guess we have three now. Three. Yeah. Hey, who's this? Okay. I, I know one person. Who's the other person then? Oh, I have to look. I forget his name, but they both ran, um, they both own uh, pretty big property management outfits. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Interesting. All
0: right. Yeah. It's yep. not John Cox, right?
1: It is John Cox.
0: Oh, okay. All right. There yeah. it is.
1: Yeah. It's John Cox.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He ran, I remember he ran against uh, a Newsom, uh, in, you know, a couple years ago. Like, Justin, yeah,
1: you
0: know, yeah, mm-hmm. yep,
1: so yeah, So, we'll see how that goes, right?
0: Yeah, so we will see, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely, like you said, you know, seeing a, a bunch of people coming back to California, you know, definitely seeing based off of uh, what happens with the election. Uh, would we call with that cause? Well, maybe, maybe people, maybe it'll cause more people to want to leave California based on the results of the election as well. I mean, I guess that could be something you know that could that could possibly happen i mean obviously like you said in terms of the municipalities and and so forth of what could occur you know with the recall election so but it'd be it's definitely interesting you know to definitely see what happens because you know us obviously working with people on the ground level i mean we get to see firsthand you know how this you know uh covid has impacted you know our you know not just our business but other people's lives and their businesses as well, so yeah, man. So it's it's interesting. So we'll definitely have to see what happens, and we'll definitely keep you guys updated on what's happening, and also hear you know what these uh, candidates are saying. You know what they are proposing. I know one of them, you know, is proposing uh not to pay uh income taxes on your first two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool. And then also uh, having casinos, you know, set up. You know, throughout uh, California, I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. And then also the, the philosophy of future schools, you know, which I think is really cool. Like having your fourteen year old able to kind of take a path in terms of learning a particular skill set. So by the time they are age eighteen, they actually have fundamental skills that they can actually use, utilize in the real world. So I thought that was pretty cool. So
1: yeah, I got to tell you though that casino, that casino situation. I think he's going to have a lot of pushback on that. Yes. Um, because of the stigma around casinos and what it brings to a particular city. Hey, man, everybody loves to go to Morongo and Pachango and all that when they can go visit it, leave it, and go back to their you know civilization. Um, I think people are going to feel differently, you know, if they're driving uh, through their neighborhood and they see a casino. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll we'll definitely see. Absolutely for sure. Yes, and also one of them. Has a plan to get rid of homelessness, you know, in like sixty days or so, something like that. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of lot of uh, good things uh, proposed. So, it's just a matter right. of things getting passed and so forth. So, yeah, definitely a recall election. You could definitely have some uh, effects, absolutely for sure. So, we'll just keep you guys posted as we get closer to it and see what's actually happening. So, that will do it. Yeah. Hot. Topic. hot topic. <laughs> All right. So now we move on to the market update. So today we're going to talk about uh, homes, and we're going to talk about home values, as particular, specifically equity. So Wes, what's going on with those market updates?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to share a little bit of an article with you by a writer by the name of Jan Swanson. Uh, this is on mortgage, uh, mortgage news daily. Mm-hmm. So the last few times we've had this conversation, I mentioned to you and our audience don't expect all these, uh, distressed properties to show up because we are dealing with a very different set of circumstances than we were, you know, in 2008 and so forth.
0: Wait, 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 Wes. So you're saying, are sounds like you're saying there's not going to be this wave of foreclosures and all of these uh, good deals of houses coming.
1: <laughs> that can't be what you're saying, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of the numbers say. So this, I came across this article, um, title of the article, Equity Growth Among Homeowners May Provide Significant Foreclosure Barrier. So two companies have issued reports on, this, on the strong gains in homeowner equity. Not only is this an indication of building household wealth and the ability of the housing market to withstand some of the economic damage of the pandemic, according to Adam Data Systems in its first quarter, U.S. Home Equity and Underwater Report Uh, by CoreLogic says that the equity could help prevent widespread mortgage defaults and foreclosures as government uh, government pandemic support fades. Adam reports that 17.8 million US homes, in its words, are equity rich in quarter one so far. So they're equity rich. That's the combined loan to value of their mortgages was 50% or less. So the LTV was 50% or more, they have 50% or more equity in these properties. The 17.8 million homes represents 31.9% or one out of every three of the 55.8 million mortgaged homes in the US. This is up from 30.2% in the fourth quarter of 2020. The report also shows that just 2.6 million or one in 21 mortgaged homes in the first quarter were considered seriously underwater with a combined uh, loan to value at least 25% or more than the property's estimated market value. That figure represented 4.7% of all US properties with the mortgage down from 5.4% in the prior quarter. Now, this is the part that really puts a bullet point on it. Among the 50 states, 41 showed an increase from the fourth quarter of 2020 to the first quarter of 2021, in the percentages of homes considered equity-rich, is California on this list? Oh, you know it is.
0: Oh man! So wait, so what about all those people that ran out and got those certifications for foreclosures and short sales? Yeah, you guys are probably feeling that right now, right?
1: I guess if they move to the uh, the other nine states, they might be all right. Um, But it says the gains came as median home prices nationwide, rose 16% year over year in the first quarter of 2021, and were up at least 10% in most of the country. Wow. So that really says it all. And I've been telling people this over and over again. One of the big differences between right now and 2008, Mm -hmm. 2008 people had no equity and i don't care where you were i don't care when you bought your home i don't care how nice the neighborhood was i bought a home in a very nice neighborhood in orange in 2008 and proceeded to lose about fifty thousand in equity after i finished after i purchased the home within a year Mm -hmm. okay so we just heard it a lot of people are equity rich. A lot of people are equity rich. And you know, rest assured, these are national numbers. Those numbers get much higher if we're talking about specifically like Southern California. Southern California. (laughs) So if you have equity in your home and you're struggling to pay your bill, and by the way, you have a market where Homes are receiving an average of five offers whenever they're put on the market. Hmm. What would you do? You would sell the home. And by the way, you know what we call that when we sell a home and we make money on it, it's called an equity sale. And many of these people are going to be able to sell and make some money off the equity. Hmm. So again, you know, like I said, you can keep waiting around and, you know, click your heels three times and say there's no place like home. And um, I don't know if you're going to get what you're looking for in this particular market. Like I said, I can't speak for all the other many, 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 many places you can buy a home in the United States. But I'm just telling you, I don't I don't see it. Yeah, well, didn't put it better myself, man.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is something that we've talked about since. You know, it's like, the facts aren't there. You know what I mean? The facts aren't there. If we're noticing month after month, average appreciation of 6%, people are equity rich right now. You know, like we're not running into a situation where people are in foreclosure, short sales, and values going down. Values are going up. You know, so there's no real indication that we're seeing this wave of foreclosure short stuff and for you agents out there, you know what I mean, that are running and getting those certifications. You know, I gotta tell you, I,
1: you know what I mean, like
0: you gotta do that.
1: No, seriously,
0: like don't waste your time doing that. I gotta do that one more time. All right, seriously, stop, stop, please, because you're gonna be one of those people. <laughs> you got the certification for foreclosures. And where are they? You buy this. Nowhere to be found. Okay. So equity rich. That's what we're gonna be having. We're gonna be having those equity sales. So let's cheer for those equity sales that we're having. And then once again, thanks Wes for explaining, you know, the market up to all right. Now City Spotlight. We move on to the City Spotlight. For the first time, listeners, this is the time where we sledge a city to spotlight on. Talk about. Right, And today's city we're going to be talking about is none other than the city of Placentia. Now, fun fact about Placentia. Placentia was actually uh, incorporated in 1926. And when Placentia was incorporated, it was pretty much a field of of plants and vineyards and all these things, right? And obviously they started developing cities, schools, and so forth. Now, Placentia is really known for their uh, historical district. Uh, they actually have I believe the person's first name is George and you can actually go and visit it's like a like a historical exhibit and it shows you you know like what the houses were you know back in the 1920s when you know Placentia was established. Now one of the fun things about Placentia because I happen to live like pretty much jump across a couple of streets I'm in the city of Placentia is we go to, we always go to the uh, Placentia Library. You know, that's something that my my daughter and I do every Tuesday. If you guys are first time uh, watching the show, every Tuesday I take off. It's called Papa Tuesday. So that's the day I spend a uh, day with my daughter. So on Tuesdays we go to Placentia Library, which is pretty awesome. You know, we definitely go there. And then we also go to Tri-City Park. Uh, Tri-City Park is a large park in the city of Placentia and they have plenty of summer concerts. So definitely looking forward to those. You know, we've watched the uh, uh, what was it was the group not no doubt uh, I forgot their name it's a, it's like a no doubt tribute band like no no duh that's what it's called it's called no duh right and it's a tribute band to to, to no doubt they also had like arrow mid play which is arrow smith's tribute band play which is pretty awesome and then they also have summer movies so I mean it's also great you know to go to the summer movies and they also do the taste of placentia I think you should do it at tri-city park as well where you can taste all the different restaurants and all that fun stuff now, the city of Placentia also does the Tamale Fest in December. It's usually December 2nd, so that's, that's a date that's on my calendar. So, you know, my family and I are always looking forward to uh, uh, the Tamale Fest. And then also uh, in 2020, uh, Placentia actually became the only city in Orange County to actually have their own fire and safety department. So they just started that in 2020 because most of the cities in Orange County are, are, over, are overseen by the Orange County Fire Department. But Placentia in 2020 established their own fire and safety department. So these are just like fun things, little tidbits about the city of Placentia. And then I'll let Wes share some other fun things about Placentia.
1: Yeah, so uh, median income is $95,757. Wow, that's uh, median, more
0: than we had, right? From yeah. the CDC done? Wow, okay.
1: Yeah, so they're doing pretty well there. Uh, median property value $609,000. Okay. Uh, they also have a tree lighting ceremony for uh, the holiday. Uh, they have a community chorus. Um, I'm not much of a singer, but hey, maybe you can do that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, this one was not pretty interesting. I might go check this out. They have a fresh farmer's market.
0: Okay. Yeah, they've seen yeah. that before. It's off of uh, Yorba Leda Boulevard. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so that's interesting. A few times. Yeah. Uh, they have an annual photography contest. That sounds pretty cool. Um, they have youth programs during the summer, which is cool. Uh, they have, oh, wait, so I have... to stop
0: You have to stop me there for a second. So the photography program, that's pretty cool. You know, I'm not really good at taking photos, but I'm good being in photos. <laughs> you know, just saying, just saying. So. <laughs> All
1: right, I mean, you can at- you? I don't know if they're looking for that kind of photo, though. They <laughs> probably want something that's, like, and artistic. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 sure,
0: okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I can't be artistic. I, I get it, cool, cool. Yeah, go continue with your list. Go ahead, I get
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they have um, a few different youth centers and senior centers, which is cool. Uh, the Bradford House, which if you want some historical information and context. They have about 24 elementary schools, seven junior high schools, seven high schools. If you didn't know, it's part of the Placentia-Yorba school district. So you're a lot of overlap with uh, Yorba Linda, of course. And uh, yeah, that's Placentia in a nutshell. Yes. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you for the, the
1: rundown of Placentia.
0: Now, if you guys have any other questions about Placentia or anything about buying or selling the city of Placentia, uh, definitely reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you with your real estate needs. So thank you. All right. Now we move on to one of my favorite segments of the show, the West File.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. So the West Files, this is uh, the part of our show every week where I try to take some some real-world experience that I've had, uh, either helping someone you know buy a home or just dealing with helping someone get pre-approved for a home and take the lessons that I've learned from those particular experiences and share them so that you can maybe avoid some of those same mistakes. So today it's about um, a particular... Uh, potential buyer that I went through a pre-approval process with at one point. And basically it was a situation where they had a lot of, uh, quite a few of the parts of their, when I initially started dealing with them a couple years ago, you know, they had some issues with credit that they needed to uh, work on and uh, you know, get the credit score up and whatnot. And then I recently started dealing with them again And I was going to the pre approval. Um, Credit scores got better, but except for made a key, key, I don't want to call it a mistake, but made a move that's going to impact, have a severe, severely negative impact on how much they qualify for, which, you know, both the potential buyer uh, and their spouse ended up getting new cars. Now, we all need a car to drive. I mean, we're in California, not, uh, you know, like Washington DC. I love the subway system in Washington, DC. Matter of fact, if I still live there, I probably wouldn't own a car, but for me, and this is what I try to impart with all of my potential buyers, all financial roads need to lead to home ownership. If that's your goal. So all your financial decisions, and all your financial actions need to lead to to home. That's the way you have to think about it. And so if you're someone who wants to buy a home, everything you're doing financially needs to be in consideration before you make that move. And the question you need to ask yourself, how does this impact my ability to not only qualify for a home, but also qualify for a home that I would want? And also, how what kind of impact is it going to have on me being able to afford the home once I'm in it? You know, how does it imp- impact my discretionary income? Because this is the one thing that I don't think very many people understand. All things you do in all other areas of your finances pretty much only imp- impact that particular area you know every now and again there's overlap of course like what you're doing with your you know your investment portfolio and how it meshes together with your taxes and how how you file taxes and your tax consequences but for buying a home this is where it's unique because there's almost nothing you do financially that does not have an impact on your ability to buy a home that's why one of the main things i You know, I tell people, if you need to buy a new car, here's my advice. If you can get by with the car that you have until you're actually in your home, you should wait, because buying a car will impact your ability to buy a home, but buying a home will have no impact on your ability to buy a car. So
0: one more time.
1: Yeah, if you buy a car. It will have an impact on your ability to buy a home. But if you buy a home, it'll have no impact on your ability to buy a car.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So, in closing, that's really what it's about. Just if you want to be a homeowner, and I know many of you listening to this do, that's why you're listening to it, then you need to consider how your financial decisions are going to impact your ability to do that. And one of the best ways to do that is to have a conversation with the professional. It doesn't matter who it is, but if you're, you know, have a conversation with a loan officer and this is whether or not you're, you know, you're ready to go through the pre-approval process or not. And as one of the parts that really uh, bummed me out about this particular situation is I always tell people when we start off with the, pre-approval process and when we're done with the pre-approval process if you're going to do anything if you're going to change anything financially give me a call and ask my opinion about it give me a call and ask me Wes how's this going to impact the pre-approval that's already in place or the pre-approval I'm hoping to have in the future you know and that call never came in this particular situation so yeah rely on your professionals allow them to help you even when if you're not ready and see what the impact is going to be if you do these particular things
0: oh. <laughs> You know, I had, I had a meeting earlier today that I was uh, describing the West Files. You know how how we do it, and I was I couldn't think of the name of the show. I'm all like, doo, 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 doo. and she's like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. And I'm like, uh, uh, X miles. and she's like, oh that, it's like yes, West Files. She's like, oh I like it. How you play the name on words, like yeah, we do that a lot. It's like with our title of our show, Real Talk, right? Because there were things that we're just talking about real estate, but no, we're talking about real things too those real top play on words, right so yes and i gotta give credit to to my business partner west because he's the one that came up with real talk so that that's all him you know what i mean <laughs> so i'll give i'll give credit with too, right? <laughs> all right so now we move on to our next segment in the news in the news in the news news not nude in the news. So I just want to make sure it's not that type of show, right? So, in the news. All right. So, Wes, what do you want to
1: start out with, in the news? I'm actually going to throw you a curveball because something happened today, and we didn't have plans to talk about it, but it was so important. I'm like, well, we got to talk about it. So, a few weeks ago, we, in our news section, we talked about how uh, the expected return to normalcy in California was supposed to be sometime in June. So today it was made official and I'm just going to go over the details of how things are going to proceed going forward. So this is all by uh, June June 15th. So we're to reopen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we're to reopen fully. Uh, So that means the removal of capacity limits and all physical distancing requirements, regardless of setting. But here's the caveat, if the business owner chooses to. So it's no longer state mandated, but remember, all these companies and corporations are private. Right. So if they still want you to, you know, keep distancing and all that, they can certainly require that you do. And I'm sure some will. Unfortunately, we live in a very uh, litigious state. And so they're going to have to think about what's the best way to protect their interest financially going forward. Right. But no more, no, more long, no longer there's the state regulating it. Uh, number two, outdoor live events with more than 10,000 people, the state will recommend that venues have a verification of vaccination slash oh. negative test in place. Now, if you can't show one of those two, then you can still enter, but you must wear a mask. Now, important part. This is a recommendation, not a requirement. Okay? It's a recommendation, not a requirement. Now, this next one, very important, a little different. So if you're going to be at an indoor venue with 5,000 people, they are recommending that they implement the same verification. So verification either of uh, vaccination or recent negative test. Now here's the main difference. In this particular case, if you have not been vaccinated, you should not be able to enter. Now in this one, they say this is a requirement, not a recommendation. Mm. So there's that. Um, All travel restrictions will be lifted and aligned with the CD, uh, the the CDC, as well as so will the mask restrictions. So as far as the masks are concerned, the CDC, if you're vaccinated, you can be mask-free everywhere except for prisons, I don't plan
0: to go there hospitals, like that, so. hospitals
1: okay. homeless shelters, and during travel. If you're unvaccinated, you still have to wear a mask. Now, the question is how they're going to decide or how they're going to know whether someone has been vaccinated and whether they're wearing the mask or not. So they said they're still working on coming up with best practices to deal with that whole situation. So happy days are here again, I guess, for some people, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm so so happy about it. Yeah, move us one step closer, one step closer.
1: Yeah, and some people are already lighting the candle because I'm seeing more and more people when I'm out there uh, without masks on. They're like, "Hey, I'm 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 there already. I'm gonna reopen California myself."
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Um, one of my favorite times of year: NBA playoffs.
0: NBA playoffs. Yeah!
1: Yeah, Yeah, so the Lakers are trying to go for a repeat. Uh, Currently, they're the seventh seed. Uh, They'll start off the playoffs with a two seed, which is uh, Phoenix. So that should be pretty interesting. Should be a pretty exciting uh, series. For us Laker fans like myself, hopefully not too exciting. You know, we want to be able to cruise every game. We don't want the high stress. We don't need it. We don't need that stress.
0: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Did you
1: hear absolutely. me, LeBron? Did you hear me, AD? Follow me. Okay, we don't need nail biters. Uh-uh. I clip my nails. I don't bite them. <laughs> now, for you other people that follow the, uh, the evil empire, also known as the Clippers.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So that, the Clippers are gay, man. The Clips are
1: what, in first place? Uh, no, they're actually the fourth seed. Fourth and seed, they okay. will be starting their uh, they will be starting their playoff battle against uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Mm, okay. So, Luka Dongchik, that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, this week we had to say gu- goodbye to a comedy legend, Paul Mooney. Um, passed away at the age of 79. Um, he's known for, you know, being Richard Pryor's right-hand man, writing a lot of his jokes. One of my favorite things about him was he created one of my favorite characters on In Living Color, which is Homie the Clown, back when he used to write for him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, after I heard it, I'm like, that is totally Paul Mooney's attitude. Oh, wow. <laughs> saying, Homie don't play that.
0: <laughs> wow, that's awesome, man. I did not know that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely I love one of my favorite characters. For the... Yeah,
1: and I love what he did for the uh, the Chappelle show too. He had a couple of, uh you know, characters he's playing the Chappelle show. So yeah, the comedy legend, uh, you know, and you could see on Twitter, like all the, all the people, the top comics right now, they were all showing love. They all, you know, res- have tons of respect. I said to them, he's a legend. To me, he's a comedy legend. And uh, yeah, blessings to his family and friends.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Very well put, man.
0: Very well put. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, anything else we want to? else we want to shoot out
1: there? Yeah. Um, looking forward to uh, my first trip to Disneyland tomorrow. Oh, going to Disney? Yeah. <laughs> yep. The big talk this week was Disneyland pulled a bait and switch. Really? Yeah, because before, when we all, you know, when they said announced they were opening up in May, and you had to rush and buy your tickets, they were only going to allow twenty five percent capacity. Then the other day they announced, "Gotcha, we're going up to thirty five percent."
0: Oh my gosh, not a big difference. Thought you were going to say fifty. <laughs>
1: hey, you know what? Every minute I have to stand in line is a there big you go.
0: difference to me, right? Exactly. Right. Every, every 10%, that's being placed to like 20 more minutes in line. I get you. I get you.
1: (laughs) Hey, you know, just thinking about it, just telling you.
0: Oh man. Well, your family's going to have, you guys going to have a good time for sure. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward
1: to seeing Star Wars land. I've never been there before and I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So really looking forward to that. Yeah. That should be fun. That should be fun.
0: Have they they announced when they open
1: Marvel's land yet? I don't know when, I, I don't know if they did. Oh, okay. That's gonna be at yeah. the other park though, right? California Adventure? Yeah, I believe so.
0: I believe so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe
1: open for right now. It may be open already for all I know.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they probably would have made a big old announcement about it, or my wife would have told me, you know, she's Disney people.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking forward to that. And I'm telling you, one of my, <laughs> the one ride I wish they would create, my dream. So, you know how the Star Tours ride works, right? Mm -hmm. Simulator, yes. I want to ride where I get to climb into an X-wing, a simulator, where I get to climb into an escalator, uh, escalator, a simulator, an X-wing, and uh, go into battle head to head against some Tie fighters. Hmm. Maybe even make a run on a Death Star or two.
0: Hmm. Well, you're going to be surprised, sir. Yeah, I might give away anything.
1: But yeah, man, go to Star Wars <laughs> and you'll
0: see. Yeah, you'll definitely
1: see, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. And I uh, got, you know, we're all going to be wearing Star Wars t-shirts, the fam. I found right. a really cool Star Wars, uh, a really cool Star Wars t-shirt. It's kind of got like the uh, the opening lyrics to Bohemian uh, Rhapsody.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. But instead of... um. So it's like I'm just a fifth lord. Nobody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> From a poor galaxy. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure you guys are having a great time for sure. Yeah, we're actually doing our maternity photos on Sunday, so, so that should be interesting. That should be fun.
1: So. Yeah, I didn't do that. What? I didn't have to did not do the maternity photos.
0: How did you get out of that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where I get out of everything?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That's been on my calendar for like a month now. So my wife's like, "All right, May twenty third. Make sure you have that off. May twenty third. Make sure you have that off. May 23rd. So that was always in my head. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we um, you know, my we got pictures together at the at the um shower. So, you know, ultimately, it wasn't something that my wife was. Uh, interested in her that she brought up because otherwise obviously I would have done it. Oh there you go. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know whatever makes you happy, you know. Well
0: whatever makes them happy Wes. Whatever makes <laughs> them happy. That's what it comes down
1: to. Yes. Let me We're tell you. The same club, okay? <laughs> let me tell you. I say I don't say happy wife, happy life. I say happy spouse, happy house
0: okay all right cool
1: <laughs> all right cool
0: agree to agree agree to agree i like that i like that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. happy spouse happy house i like that that's right yeah yeah i like it
1: i like it. the big they kahuna to gotta it. be happy too
0: that is true that is very true so i think i have to take that from you then so happy spouse happy house i love that i love that absolutely well also, uh, want to make an announcement. So, next Friday, we will be live. Yes. Episode 8 of Real Talk with Coach QN.
1: Broker West.
0: Yes. We will be live, y'all. So, we'll probably go on maybe about 445, 450. So, you guys can listen in, hear the behind-the-scenes stuff and all that fun things. Because I've been challenged. I've been challenged. Like, why don't you guys do it live? You know, so I'm like, all right. So, shout-out to... My social media coach, uh, Mel, uh, Marketing Melody, she's like, why don't you do this show live? I'm like, I guess. She's like, yeah, do it and shout me out. I'm like, all right. I'm, I shout her out here, and I'll make sure to shout her out on the live show. So make sure you guys uh, tune in for that. And as always, you know, we appreciate your comments, like, your shares, and your subscribes. Until then, see you in the next episode, 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 episode.